You're listening to Are You Happy Business Podcast on Captivate. All right, Are You Happy Podcast. I'm here with Chris Ralph, the CEO of Boulder SEO Marketing. He's been able to build his company over the years and do something called micro strategies. We're going to talk a little bit about happiness and get into um, what I mean by micro strategies in terms of SEO. Chris, do you want to just kick it off with, um, I guess, what your business does? Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tibron. Uh, it's great to be here. So we're a super hyper-focused SEO agency. We do SEO quite differently than most other agencies. Our own website got hit by a Google core algorithm update about two years ago. We lost about 80% of our organic search traffic. That was devastating. But the best thing that could have happened to us, uh, because of that, I developed a SEO methodology called micro SEO strategies. We're basically able to outrank the largest websites in the world with this strategy. So we focus on the low hanging fruit opportunities for our clients. We get them to the top and, you know, everybody's happy. So in a nutshell, that's what we do. We're going to get into that and how you um, were able to come back from the 80% of your traffic being lost with the use of micro strategies. Um, but first, I want to start off with the question that the, the million dollar question for you is, are you happy um, and why? <laughs> it's a very complex question, or let's say um happiness can be defined in so many different ways right uh, for me it's emotional mental well-being it's you need a certain amount of money apparently to be happy i think i meet you know meet that luckily but then to me happiness is that uh, you know you have a great family you have people that you love that uh, love you uh, you do things that you enjoy. I still play soccer. I'm 52. I'm out there, you know, twice a week, um, running my heart out. These are things that make me happy. You know, my, all my we have five kids uh, together. We're a blended family. They're all doing well, although you know we we're supporting them financially. But that's the stuff that makes us happy. Everybody is doing well, thriving, everybody's healthy. Uh, so that's that's what makes me happy. I like a lot a lot of people talk about family. That must be one of the most common threads between some of the happiest people we've met over the years of interviewing thousands of strangers, asking them another happy question. But what you say about exercise is something that people don't necessarily think about all the time when they're answering the question, are you happy? It's not the first thing that comes to their mind. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I feel like exercise is like oftentimes the first step to get people out of a, a rut of, of sadness. So that brings me to like, is there, was there a point in your um, business's uh, business venture where you sort of had a challenge that you had to face an obstacle, something preventing you from achieving happiness and how you overcame that? Well, I mean, running a business is not easy right you have a lot of ups and downs um so i do think that you can't get too excited when things are going really well and you can't get too sad when things are not going this, this well right sometimes we have clients where 
they're not happy you have to deal with it you know whether it's be you know whether it's a combination of you know we did something wrong which absolutely has happened will continue to happen but then you have to deal with it so for me it's like i don't get too excited but i don't get too bogged down on when things are not going that well generally speaking it's been a pretty good ride over the last 12 13 years but we absolutely experienced times where i thought i'm gonna have to lay off people that was terrible right even just the thought of potentially having to lay off people frightens me because i you know I can feel with my employees and I've been paid, uh, laid off in the past when I was an employee. It's terrible, not just for the employee, but also for the employer. So to me, that would be the worst thing that could happen to me as a business owner. Um, what what led you on the pathway to starting your own business? Was Were you unhappy with, um, did you get laid off? Were you unhappy in a certain phase of your life? Yeah. So I was, I think it was around 35-ish when I think I went through a midlife crisis. Um, I was just not happy with what I did at, you know, with my life at that point. Uh, you know, I had a pretty good job. I was a marketing executive for a software company. But overall, I was not happy. Uh, I think a relationship just ended. Um, you know, my kids were very small, very demanding. I didn't have the time to really be, I think, a good dad. So I read my horoscope one morning. Uh, I don't really believe in that, but it said, if you don't make a change today, you'll regret it forever. I thought about it in the shower. I walked out. I quit my job and started my business. And ever since, I've been way happier. Uh, it's been challenging, but, you know, I, I took that plunge and I was all in. And I was like, you know, I don't care if this is not going to work out. At least I'm going to try it. And, you know, this made me really happy. Um, yeah. I've had a couple of those, like, turning points, those changing moments where you, like, read something and you're like, this is, this, I was like, this is not a coincidence. I was meant to see this. But... I think you talking about it right now is just reminding me that it's like it's we're not attributing that change to the horoscope you saw that day. It's like we see things we people try to tell us things all day. You read fortune cookies all day, but it's like if you if you really if you read that, if you read something, you consume something and it it feels like it's trying to propel you to do something that you have to do. It's it's not because of the horoscope itself, it's because your mind is framed in that way where it's like yeah. you wanted to make that change and it was just that the extra thing that pushed you over the edge. Um, I guess my question now is, is there, has there been any obstacles with your company um, and how have you overcame them? You can talk about, um, I guess, culture and happiness, or you can talk about um, how you lost 80% of your traffic and how yep. you from that, or you can talk about both. Uh, yeah, so first of all, I'm from Switzerland originally. Yeah, most people in Switzerland, they get at least four to five weeks of vacation. Uh, so immediately when I started the business and I started having employees, uh, it was 100% clear to me that they will get at least, you know, four to five weeks vacation. We don't really track vacation. They just know it's like, hey, 
make sure you take about you know that amount of time so that you can actually be happy yourself you know explore the world but just make sure do a good handoff with your fellow co-workers that nothing falls through the cracks but we have very very little turnover and then also i'm gonna we're gonna take them to mexico for a week next month where hey it's uh, work in mexico week and you know let's maybe work two or three hours you know in the morning and then let's do some fun stuff hit a uh, cenote or you know play golf just like have a good time you know let's make sure we're happy and we're enjoying each other like we like working together i think that's critically important for the success to a company that you do little things like that it's you know it's we can afford it uh, i think we're going to get more out of it than what i'm going to invest into this right um yeah, so that's in terms of keeping employees happy, and I see the direct benefit for my business. Uh, yeah, did it suck when we lost all that traffic? Absolutely, it was scary, but uh, we everybody pitched in more of their time and effort to turn this thing around. It was actually great to see how everybody came together, and we dug ourselves out of this hole, I think, within three months so nobody had to get laid off and now we're like way ahead of you know the game again so i think you need to learn from these let's call them opportunities when you go through hard times that's really when you can thrive right when things are going well it's easy but when things are not going well this is when you put everything to the test and this is when you actually experience growth in terms of you know getting things back on track and you know growing employees and yourself i always think about that um like concept in terms of like us as like individuals of like going through tough times and how it's important to to have those tough times and be able to power through them and prove to yourself that you can do that but I never really thought about it in terms of a cohesive business and it's just like how how powerful it is to be at a really low low and, and be able to prove to yourselves as a company that you can get through that um I guess one of my final questions as we're closing is how did you lead that lead that that charge to um it's like instead of everybody I guess folding and and under that pressure how did you um how are you able to lead that charge? No, that's a great question. So I, I guess I'm one of these people, I perform best on the pressure. Like when I'm in like the worst situations, for some reason, I'm one of these people that really excel. You know, I see it. I don't even get scared. It's like, oh, cool. There's a really cool challenge that I can figure out. So I was actually, you know, it's a bit scary. But it excites me to be in situations like that because not everybody can do can deal with situations like that. So it was like, hey, I'm up for the challenge. You know, I'm going to figure this out. I took a weekend to think about it. I'm a deep thinker, you know, and, you know, I came up with a solution that not only got us out of this hole, but also um, helped us advance as a company. So I pulled in the right people to help me 
develop this uh, micro SEO strategy that now helps many of our clients, you know, make a lot of money. So in essence, uh, you know, it sucked, but also it was super exciting to be at that low and to see now where we're at in terms of, you know, as a business and helping other businesses succeed with that strategy that we developed. Can you speak to um, the new strategy, at least? I think this is a great time for that. Yep. The micro strategies you spoke of. And I guess tell it to us as if we're, um, I guess, uh, first tell us um, the whole spiel of um, what it is like high level and then get like lower level so that people who don't know SEO at all can understand the concept. Okay. So basically SEO has changed over the last two years. Uh, Google has figured it out. You know, back in the days you had to buy backlinks and then you would rank high. So Google has figured it out, especially with the emergence of uh, AI generated content. Anybody can create massive amount of content, put it up on the website. It's going to do nothing for your SEO. It's all about high quality content. So what we do with uh, our clients, we identify uh, low hanging fruit opportunities. For example, um, on our own website, we identified a piece of content that ranked for the keyword SEO packages, right? There's a lot of people searching for this keyword. We had a blog post that ranked at position, I think, 20, 25 in Google. So it was on page two. And we're like, hey, let's create the best piece of content around the keyword SEO packages and supporting keywords. So we usually pick three to five keywords that are closely related. And then we create the best piece of content using AI, using tools, using common sense, using the right people. And then we create something that's 10 times better than what's already out there. We launch that piece of content and then we implement 20, 30 other things, other tasks to support that piece of content. And that usually gets us to the top. And it's, uh, I'm not kidding you. We can outrank companies like Amazon. It's really rewarding. It's a lot of work. It's not rocket science. Anybody can do this, um, but it just takes you know time, resources, and knowledge how to do it. Uh, but it's super rewarding for us at business, and then you know see our clients succeed with um, you know their business as well. You're before our um, podcast started. You were telling me um, you brought up this analogy that made it very clear um it was it's not a shotgun approach it's more of a yep. sniper approach as well as you said we get somebody to the olympics and do everything possible to get them to win the race exactly the, think about it this way right if you want to win at the olympics it's extremely hard so we try to find somebody that already has potential but we know we can make them better right so the first step is Hey, let's try to get that person to the Olympics. And then we're going to do everything possible for them to actually have a chance to win the 100 meter race, right? It's extremely competitive. There's only going to be one winner, but we're going to do everything possible to give that person all the tools, the training, et cetera, to make that happen. So we're not going to do the shotgun approach. We're not going to try to train a hundred people. 
we're going to try to find that one person that we have the most um the best chance that they can actually get to the olympics and then win that reigns uh, race so that's probably a good analogy um really quick i want to know i want to pick your brain about what you think about tiktok as a search engine and if there's any opportunities for seo on tiktok well, so um, besides the politics about TikTok, that uh, I do think personally, it could be used as a tool to mine data, right? For um, China, potentially mine data about Americans, etc. It could be used for political reasons. Uh, it, it could potentially be a dangerous tool. So we're going to see how this evolves and develops. But yes, you bring up a good point. There are many platforms like, you know, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, etc. Those are all search engines in themselves, you know. Um, Sundar Pichar, the CEO of Google, recently or like six months ago, acknowledged that this is a threat to their business model, right? We got five kids. A lot of them, they don't necessarily go to Google anymore. They use TikTok, you know, whatever platform they prefer to find information that they're looking for. So to answer your question... I think search is evolving. So you need to be and be foundable on the platforms where your target audience is hanging out. So this is why it's so important to do buyer persona um, research development. You know, where are they hanging out? Where are they getting their information from? So we, we're going to develop content on, you know, that's going to be searchable and findable on the right platform for that uh, audience uh, that's looking for the content. Awesome. Thank yeah. you for that insight. That was very valuable. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important to talk about like up and coming things like TikTok and oh, yeah. just as a business because businesses, I'm sure... You, as you're aware, as an entrepreneur, you're constantly like everything's changing. You constantly have to adjust. Oh yeah. Um, is it? I guess last thing is there anything you can think of um that like is new or has been new as since you started your business that you really had to adjust or maybe something you had trouble adjusting to or I guess you did talk about um when you lost eighty percent of the traffic. But there's is there anything else? Well, so finally, something has happened in search, right? Google has been dominating this game for two decades, you know, plus minus. Uh, so with the emergence of ChatGPT, tools like ChatGPT, BART, uh, it's the Google tool, very similar to ChatGPT. This is changing everything. Uh, so I'm actually extremely excited to, to see where is AI generated content going? The next phase is going to be AGI, artificial uh, general intelligence. Basically, right now, these tools are just spinning content that's on the internet readily available. AGI, I think it's still going to be about a decade until this technology is going to be improved. But then basically, I can ask an AI it's like do research about this topic, you know, really think about what's new, et cetera. Right now, it's just like spinning content. 
So I'm extremely excited to see, you know, what's going to happen over the next year or two with uh, generative uh, pre-trained transformers, GPT tools like ChatGPT or BART. Um, just thinking to myself, is it a risk to be more reactive? Like you're speaking, you're speaking in more of a reactive way to ChatGPT. Uh, is there any efforts um, that you're thinking about to be proactive and kind of take advantage of? ChatGPT rather than just um, like observing. Yeah, I mean we're already using uh, tools like ChatGPT in our daily life, right? It actually does the job. A really great research tool where you can ask it, hey, come up with an outline for a blog post. Uh, you know, you about these keywords, etc. Don't use it as a standalone tool to get the work done for you. You can use it as an amazing research tool. Uh, you can use it to create content that does not need to rank in Google. Uh, so you can use it for potentially social media messages, uh, make sure a human looks at it, edits it, etc. But right now, my recommendation to any SEO agency out there or anybody doing SEO use these tools uh, make them part of your process but don't use them as a standalone tool to get the work done for you thank you chris this was a wonderful conversation about um happiness um and just your business and the obstacles you've had and how you've overcome them and then you finished off with um just artificial intelligence and where you think it's headed um i'm really grateful to be talking to you um is there some way um i'm sure there is what are ways that people can reach you, um, whether it's your website, your social media? Um, yeah, head over to um, uh, boulderseomarketing.com, boulderseomarketing.com, or my personal website, chrisralph.com. Last name is spelled R-A-U-L-F, so chrisralph.com. Or just look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, make sure include a note that you heard this uh, podcast. I get so many scam invitations. But yeah, boldessiamarketing.com, chrisralph.com, or look me up on LinkedIn, Chris Ralph. Uh, reach out. I'm always happy to talk about SEO, AI, digital marketing, and all that cool stuff. Yeah. Very nice talking to you, Chris. Um, I'm very grateful to have you on the show. A lot of knowledge, a lot of value provided. I'm looking forward to talking again sometime. Great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah? Of course.